Okay, we're back to the Ask Dr. A show. Uh, today, I wanted to start you off with a question I have gotten a lot of uh, with my patients uh, about hysterectomies and ovarian cancer. Uh, I've come across this question a lot. Uh, I feel that we've come a long way with modern medicine, but there still has yet to be effective screening uh, basically to test ovarian cancer. And, and it's so, so disappointing to me. I, I, I feel that we can, we can do better. We can do better than this. Uh, there are some myths behind hysterectomies and ovarian cancer prevention. Um, wanted to share uh, some facts about this. And uh, the, the first one would be what a partial hysterectomy or total hysterectomy. So a partial hysterectomy removes your uterus and a total hysterectomy removes your uterus and your cervix. So both procedures leave your ovaries intact. Um, so you can actually still develop ovarian cancer even with a partial or total hysterectomy. Um, there is what's called a total hysterectomy with salpingo oophorectomy. I'm probably butchering that name, I always do. Um, this procedure removes your cervix and uterus, as well as both ovaries and fallopian tubes. So this makes ovarian cancer less likely to occur, but it does not remove all risk 100%. Um, you still have what, what a risk for what's called primary peritoneal cancer, uh, where the peritoneum is covering is the covering that lines the uh, abdominal organs and is close to the ovaries. So since that peritoneum and ovaries um, arise from those same tissues during uh, embryonic development, it's possible that cancer could result from the cells. So basically you still have, you're removing those organs, but you still have surrounding cells that can still develop cancer. Um, there, right now there is what's called um, HRD testing, homologous recombination deficiency. Um, that is an, an, an important biomarker um, of advanced ovarian cancer. However, this is to test for advanced. By then it's usually too late into stage four. Um, there are options for transvaginal um, ultrasonography and testing and what's called a serum tumor marker, uh, cancer antigen. It's actually called CA125 to detect ovarian cancer. However, however this is not routine. Um, and usually not covered in health insurance. So most women just go in for their yearly pap smear and they get a normal pap back and they think, okay, I'm good. I'm good for the next year. However, that's to just to, to detect any, abnormal, any abnormalities in the cervix uh, or cervical cancer. Um, we really do need to find a better solution. Uh, it's just, I just don't understand why there isn't better testing and why health insurance doesn't cover it. Um, things that happen after hysterectomy. So this is something that actually happens. A woman report a loss of physical sensation after hysterectomy. Um, the woman's vagina is actually shortened, scarred, and dislocated by a hysterectomy. Um, the hysterectomy's damage is lifelong. Um, there are many different consequences uh, in addition to injuries that can ha happen during the actual surgery. Um, so a lot of things that happen because your body's not producing the, the nat its natural hormones, you can uh, put you more at risk for heart disease, loss of sexual desire, um, arousal, sensation, and uterine orgasm, um, can cause weight gain, can put you at risk for osteoporosis, bone, joint, and muscle pain, uh, urinary tract infections, fatigue, 
the list goes on. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, no drugs or any other treatments can replace your ovaries or the uterine hormones or functions. That's a permanent loss. However, that's why a lot of women do need to go on hormone replacement therapy after a hysterectomy. Um, so that is an, an important thing to go over with your doctor. I'm not discouraging if you need a hysterectomy done. I'm not discouraging that. I just am putting this information out there so you know all the facts and can educate yourself before you do have something like this done. It's always good to get a second opinion and a third opinion when it comes to something like this. Um, so this is a little bit disturbing, but um, there are companies such as, you know, in the hospitals and drug companies that, that make over $17 billion a year from the business of hysterectomy. So this is, be, you know, it's a, it's a moneymaker. So sometimes, you know, uh, I'm not saying a gynecologist will jump on, you know, the bandwagon to have you have an hysterectomy, but this is a money-making business. So you have to be really careful what doctors you're choosing. It's so, so important to trust your healthcare providers and do your research. Um, there is a, an organization um, that you can follow. It's, it's called HERS. So Hysterectomy Educational and, um, and Resources Foundation. Um, they have some, some great resources on there. I have it on my blog as well at drnadia.org. Um, you know, it really is up to us to take our health into our own hands. Uh, and the first step we can take is educating ourselves. So, you know, I would love to hear from everybody as far as uh, women who have had hysterectomies, pros and cons, things that, things that have worked that have not worked for them with hormone replacement therapy, how they're doing, um, you know, and as far as uh, treatment options, um, this is something that I would like to share more with everyone else about as well. So I just wanted to start off with this, this topic. Uh, again, you know, my passion is female, um, female health and wellness. I'm focusing mostly on uh, female sexual health and wellness uh, and, um, and coaching anyone that would like to make an appointment with me to your, your first 30 minute consult is free. Uh, and I am here to help you. This is what I love. And this is, this is what I'm passionate about. So that was today's little episode. And I hope to see you all again soon. Have a great rest of your day.